everyone, hello everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Part 28, Angajuk's Bell, unless something else happens, in which case, yeah, guess what, audio cast and VOD listeners, let me know what the real title was in the comments and be like, Indoor, you dumb dumb. It'll be fun! Oh, a great audience interaction! Today is August 1st, 2021, and you are loved. It is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of a plethora of D&D campaigns, as well as a few other tabletop RPGs that we've done full playthroughs of in mini-serieses. Um... Or you can go towards where audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. Or I have it on good authority that Satan may have me read some uh, some possible smut uh, later on in a fun voice. So, hey, join us on Patreon if that's something that you're interested in. And, of course, if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, you can feel free to post them in the Discord. Uh, in our questions for the courts chat, the link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side if you're watching this live or in the description of this video or audio cast medium down below. Uh, if you were watching or listening in on the bot. But speaking of things that are being made available for free, um, wait, no, that's not it. We already just did that bit. If you already support us on Patreon and YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful spaces and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this wonderful show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, books, stickers, and face masks. That's right. We have Tia masks. We have face masks done up in all of Tia masks. Five glorious chromatic colors, all available for purchase with all the proceeds of which going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So, hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi, uh, my name is Satan. I go by Shidei, and I'll be playing Corey tonight, who also goes by Shidei. And I'm also currently looking up that smut excerpt from books for uh, Indoor to Read. Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, it's me, uh, Liz Mack. Uh, no bad smut over here as of yet. <laughs> but tonight I will be playing our rock gnome cleric, Lydia, and we both use she, her pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be playing Heart, though what elf druid, we both use he, him. Hi everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm going to be your DM for tonight. Let's get right into it. All the world in winter's white, sheathed in sleet and ice, set upon never-ending night, she conjures paradise. Uh, when we last left off... Uh, chronologically, like if we're going episode by episode, uh, last week was a guest game uh, where we saw Lucas, Rocky, uh, Wesloy, and <laughs> Stag. Uh, Roberta was not able to join us for that time. Uh, take down the Chardolin Dragon threat in East Haven. 
Uh, when we last left this group, however, uh, they had just finished uh, the Fortress of uh, Sunblight, uh, Zardarok's Fortress, and they were on their way back to Ten Towns, finding that the Shardalan Dragon had not fallen yet. Uh, and they were quickly making their way back to Ten Towns when they were intercepted by a mysterious person on a enchanted sled uh, flanked by a number of kobolds. Uh, she has a, uh, a a mop of gray and white hair um, and, and an eye patch. Uh, she introduced herself as Valine Harpel and uh, basically said, hop onto this sled, I'll get you there faster than you can go yourselves. Um, because her magic sleds don't need to rest their dogs, uh, which is something that we kind of hand-waved in the past, didn't really ever bring up. But for every hour of hard running, uh, the dogs need an, uh, an hour of rest. So it's kind of an on and off, like, go, stop, go, stop, go. Um, and on the sled that is enchanted, uh, you don't need to rest dogs, so it would get there a whole lot faster. So... Um, you were loaded up onto the sled. All of the refugees from the fortress were going to slowly make their way back. Uh, that they were being looked after by uh, your very good friend. Oh, I did not have. Oh, I think I skipped it. Never mind. This is fine. <laughs> I was looking back at my notes. I feel like I skipped an episode. Surely not. No, no, we didn't. I just didn't have notes for the one episode where you guys went in and kicked the socks off of Zardarok. That's fine. <laughs> I opened up a page that was just empty and I was all like, what? No, this doesn't seem right. It was right. It was always right. Um, Thunlakalaga, which is the name of the uh, Goliath it's, tribe. Yeah, it's Kors Goliath It was tribe. Tall Tree who was Hopefully, your friend, yeah. uh, who is looking after your buddies. Okay, so you're on your way back. Um, you are told by Valin Harpel that Goodmead and Dugan's Hole have already fallen, um, and it won't be long before the Shardalan Dragon lands in East Haven. Uh, and sure enough, you can see that there is a, uh, a, a blizzard uh, beginning to form uh, over Ten Towns. Uh, there is wind and snow and even lightning kind of uh, scattering across the clouds. Um, and you can see that distant shape uh, descend uh, to where East Haven is. Uh, and you know that it's being raised as you speak. That's not good. Can we go faster, please? This is as fast as it can go, I'm afraid. You're just going to have to hope that your friends got my letter. Okay, um, do, we should come up with a, a, a plan in the meantime. What are we going to do once we get there? Um, how long do we have until we get there? We either get there and fight the dragon or we get there and see the aftermath. There's only two things we can do. A few hours yet. You let me worry about getting you there. Just conserve your strength in case you need it. Uh, DM, does this few hours count as a long rest? Uh, I'm not going to say a long rest. A short rest, perhaps. Shoddy. Okay. Boom. Uh, before long, 
um, the blizzard rolls over ten towns. Uh, and aside from lightning and distant uh, sounds and light uh, from the dragon's breath weapon uh, that you can see just barely through the storm, um, you are basically, it, it's like a curtain. It just kind of like covers over your view and you can no longer tell exactly how the fight is going. Um, a few hours pass. Uh, you pass by Dugan's Hole. Um, and you almost wouldn't even have known it was there, uh, except for mm. the fact that Valin points it out to you. Uh, and you can see that, like, there is nothing left of this, uh, town. It was pretty small to begin with, only about 50 people living here. Um, but all of the buildings have been burned to the ground and there's just nothing left. And this was Dugan's Hole? Yeah. Every structure in the town, including the docks, are just leveled. You can see that there are tracks uh, heading in the direction of Brinchander. So it seems that there were at least a few survivors, uh, and they were heading to the most populated town that they could get to. Uh, you pass by Goodmead. Uh, the only structure that is standing is the Mead Hall. Uh, you all haven't been to Dugan's Hole or Goodmead yet. Um, Kawori and Lydia may be f familiar with this place, but Hart has, has no frame of reference for what it would have looked like before. Um, Goodmead is a slightly larger town than uh, Dugan's Hole. Uh, but once again, you see nobody here and more tracks leading towards Brinchander. I think as um, we pass through each of the towns and the aftermath of the dragon, uh, Lydia will just take time to sort of pray to the Raven Queen for safe passage for those souls that were lost um, mm. as they transition into the next part of their existence. Um, and it at the same time, she's just crying and scared uh, and saying prayers for her brother and their friends. Um, who she knows are likely in the heat of the battle. Give me a religion check. Oh, oh, oh gosh. My religion is... I have it pulled up this time because I'm prepared. Okay. Um, uh, 15 total. Okay. Uh, as you pass through these towns, uh, you can feel that there has been a lot of death here. Uh, and very recently, um, it is it is like a a, a raw open wound uh, in Icewind Dale, uh, and you can tell that it's going to take a long time to heal. You move on, um, and the sounds of the dragon um, have long faded, uh, and you can no longer hear. Um, the distant thunder of the storm. Um, it is now just wind and snow and ice. Uh, and steadily, Valin's sled uh, takes you towards East Haven. Uh, the first thing that you notice are there are a, a steady stream of people um, sort of trudging their way up the East Way uh, and heading in the direction of Brinchander. Uh, they, like, have the haunted look of people who have survived a tragedy. 
they are carrying what little that they own on their backs uh, and leading um, terrified, singed-looking livestock down the road. Uh, and if you take one aside and, like, you know, stop and ask, like, you know, what's going on, what happened in East Haven, uh, they will say that they were attacked. Uh, it wasn't just the dragon. Uh, there were Duragar hiding uh, amongst the towns. Uh, they don't know what happened in other towns, but East Haven um, is basically half destroyed. However, the dragon has been felled. Well, that's partly good news. Um, it is, has there been any word from the speaker? Did the speaker survive? Uh, as far as they know, yes, the speaker is alive. Um, and uh, some smaller, more excitable children, uh, like, will interrupt and say, like, uh, the hero of East Haven turned into a bear and ripped the dragon's head off. Then he will just start crying, like, a lot. And, like, just, like, kind of hug this child and say, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then, like, realize that it's kind of inappropriate and just, like, yeah, Koi's just, like... Head pulling her back and just like it's okay. <laughs> it's okay well don't cry the dragon's dead yeah that's a very good thing a very very good thing adults are weird they run off <laughs> yeah that's true oblivious kid. to the tragedy around them okay um maybe we should go try and find the speaker i'm sure that the speaker will know where our family and friends are. Yes. Let's, got a let's go do that. Couple of brothers to go and both ch chastise for be putting themselves in danger and congratulate for doing a good thing. I, I in that like order. <laughs> when the two of you are having this conversation, Hart is just like cupping hands over his mouth, just yelling out uh yelling out troll stagger in uh in Sylvan to try and like see if he can find his brother. Sorry, I'm just imagining like an elk call. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you have ever heard an elk call, they sound fucking weird. Yeah, like fucking ghosts. They do, especially when it echoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is what Hart is doing, is just fucking like yelling it out into the city. Yep. Uh, there is no response. Though uh, you do get a few weird looks from refugees that are steadily streaming out yeah. of the wreckage. They usually look at me weird. This is fine. <laughs> uh, I feel like Hart will offer good cookies to people as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, readily cookies. accept them. Yep. Okay. Um, so... Uh, you guys are heading into the town to try and, like, you know, track down your friends and see what's going on. Yeah. See if they're okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. As well as uh, speak to the, the speaker just to see if there's anything in the, like, immediacy that needs to be done or taken care of. Have there been any Durgars that were captured? Um, you know, are there anybody that needs healing immediately? That type of deal. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, as you walk through East Haven, uh, you can see that uh, a good half of the city has just been demolished. Um, there is rubble uh, 
a, a good number of buildings are still on fire. You can see smoke rising into the air. Uh, you can see that the White Lady Inn has uh, collapsed partially. Uh, and if you get far enough into the city, you can see that the wet trout is completely raised. Um, however, Town Hall seems to have been spared. In fact, uh, in front of Town Hall is where you find uh, a large pile of chardolin uh, that used to be an assembled dragon. Um, and there are just parts, like, lying everywhere. Uh, in fact, people are kind of picking about them, trying to find, well, souvenirs. Um, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't touch that. It's bad to touch. It's bad. Corey gets Corey? fucking war flash. Corey? <laughs> tell them that they shouldn't touch it. Drop it. It's hot. Uh, not hot, uh, but it's Corey, spicy. Corey's gonna Drop go. It. Corey's going to go over to the wreckage and just yell out, don't touch what you don't under- I can't scream. Don't touch what you don't understand. Be careful. Uh, Alright, give me an intimidation check. Yes, you can use your strength. Oh, thank god. <laughs> I was like, oh god, my Christmas here. Uh, drop it, it's spicy. Drop it, spicy. Natural 20 for a 23. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Everybody drops what they're holding and, like, like steps away. Um, as you just bellow like a lion over a kill, uh, and they scatter like the scavengers they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Kori, you look back down at the Chardolin before you, uh, and you can feel the, uh, the, the menace radiating off of this creature, even in death. Um, when it was alive, it must have been horrible, like... It, it like the the effects of Chardolin madness, mm -hmm. uh, like from from eyewitness accounts, you can tell that like people who were near the dragon even became affected by the mm -hmm. evil in the Chardolin. She's God, it's a big boy. She's it is a big like, boy, pretty kick, scary. Kicks them with uh, their foot. And, and there is a number of dead Duragar around here as well. Um, you would even recognize uh, the one that was inside of the jar that Lucas had captured. Uh, it seems that he had gotten out and was causing some mischief. Mm. Just step on that one real quick. <laughs> um, as you approach, uh, you come up to the town hall. Uh, and you find that uh, the captain of the guard perished protecting uh, Danith Whalen. Um, it feels wrong not to say her name. Let me quickly look it up so I remember. Yes. Her name was Captain Imdra Arlagath. Um, she perished protecting uh, Danith Whalen. Uh, who is getting treated for his injuries, um, but is willing to speak with you. Lydia will just, like, give Corey a little thigh hug, which is about as tall as Lydia comes up on on their, uh, their person, and just sort of say a prayer for the passing of a, a of a soul but say it out loud which she would normally do it silently to herself just while 
like affectionately resting on Corey's leg. Mm-hmm. Um, give a moment of silence while you do. You've never really seen her pray or mm-hmm. be silent during prayer, but she gives a moment of respect as Lydia prays. Uh, I want to say that you find out about her death as she's being carried uh, away on a stretcher by some guards, uh, and they will stop and let you do the uh, do the rites, um, and they thank you uh, solemnly and then move on. Um, <sighs> I think that like as the guards are passing, um, hearts can, like heart will just ask like, "Have you seen my brother?" kind of thing sure um they uh are willing to give you any information that they have uh their account of what happened is that the dragon attacked um and then the hero of east haven arrived with his cadre uh they fought the dragon uh and disposed of it uh and then they did what they could to help with the refugees um in the meantime, Lucas is still busy uh, speaking with people, uh, healing people, uh, and trying to keep morale up. Uh, <clears throat> they have lost track of Wesloy and Stag. Uh, however, Rocky was spotted transforming into a terrible creature and running north. Um, and they did hear some terrifying uh, what they were able to identify as yeti calls uh in a great number coming from that direction are they still coming in that direction eerily silent for the past hour cool neat um yeah i think that heart is uh i think he'd probably like if they lost track of stag um he is going to call uh He's going to use one of his wild shapes to cast a fine familiar to uh, bring down that bird that's been following him for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. That's usually his like go-to fine familiar. Um, and he'll ask it if it can like search around, see if it can track down either Wesley or Stag. He knows that right. it's probably not going to be able to, but just as a like, all right, if they're anywhere in the city, this bird will hopefully find them and tell me in a timely fashion and not like hey i found the person you're looking for when like lydia has a knife in one of us (laughs) oh it was so useful last time um do they i I can't remember in in fifth edition do familiars have uh like a leash on them like is there a a range that they can go from you okay uh they can go however far away but as far as being able to communicate back it's up to uh, i believe 120 feet right i gotcha okay all right uh bird knows its uh job and it heads out and then i think um I think, Hart... I think what we decided was that it's like it's just a, a local trash bird. Yeah. You know how you know how it is. Like in, in different places everybody's got their own trash bird. Sometimes it's seagulls, but it's not always seagulls. No, this far north I doubt it would be a seagull. Um but yeah, Hart's just like I think he would probably Other than that, he'd probably just hang out with the other two. Okay. Lydia and Corey. Alright. Um if there are any other questions that you have about uh, what happened in East Haven, 
Uh, Danith Whalen is willing to answer them. Um, he is in the process of getting treated for his injuries, uh, which appears to be uh, like some blunt force trauma on the head uh, and some broken ribs. Um. Yeah, if he if Danith Whalen is injured, does it look like they're like magically healing him, or just like, all right, we wrapped you up good, good luck. Uh, this is an an emergency situation. They're they're saving magic healing for anybody who's near death. Um, Everybody else is just kind of getting patched up with regular old first aid. Well, that's gonna change. Heart's gonna use a cure wounds on Danith. Okay. Lydia will do the same. Second level. <laughs> Damn. He heals 10 from heart. Because I don't have any. All right. Um, uh, and... 13 from Lydia. Okay. He will... Uh, like, his, his brows are kind of knit together and just sort of like this constant feeling, uh, this constant expression of pain. Uh, and you see them begin to relax. Uh, and he stands up. He's got uh, his shirt off. He's uh, been getting bandaged up. Uh, and he will go and pull on some clothes. Uh, and he says, thank you. Um, yeah, I know if you had been here, well, this might have ended differently. I mean, look, I know that th I, I know that there's been a lot of damage and there's been a great loss, but we've just come from Goodmead and Dugan's Hole, and I can tell you it could have been a lot worse. Those and... towns are completely gone. Well, then we'll be grateful for what we got away with. We did what you asked us to. We did. The Durgar should not be bothering us in any large faction again. The king is dead. The queen is returning to the Underdark. The forge has been... It's dead. The heart is dead. Not this heart. <laughs> the dragon's heart. Then you've done us a greater service than you ever would have done if you were here. I'm sorry that we couldn't be in two places at once. Well, that's what you have friends for. And the hero of Easthaven did his job. Uh, and he kind of like stands up, uh, looks out the window, and you can see distantly there are people gathered around Lucas, who has uh, stood up on a uh, pedestal, and he's kind of pointing around like, here, you go over there, you go over there. Um, and, like, a couple of kids, like, run up and start pulling at his clothes, and he, like, kneels down and starts talking to them. That's my brother. I think Lydia will just, like, take a few moments and, like, just look out the window. She doesn't want to go out there and, like, disturb his groove or anything like that, but she's just gonna take a few minutes and I just appreciate the amount of growth that she has seen in her brother in these passing glimpses over the last few months of travel. Um, yeah. It's, it's incredible that they arrived when they did. My understanding is that they were away on 
some sort of mission out in the tundra. I'm honestly flabbergasted as to how they got here. It was like magic. And as he, as he says that, um, there's kind of a, a throat clear uh, from behind you as Valin, who has been quiet up until now, um, just sort of like makes her presence known, but then doesn't press any further. So oh, um... Wait, I have a question. Mm -hmm. So this guard and other guards that we've said, they've described the group that defeated the Shardalyn dragon? Yes. Hart is gonna, like, lean close to Lydia, uh... And he's going to say, um, uh, or I think he'll he'll express that he is glad uh, that Westloy somehow survived. I um, I am as well. I, to be quite frank, said you know, funeral rites for him, and <laughs> I I don't know how or why, but. <laughs> The Raven Queen is uh, not not always uh, so forthcoming with what she does, um, and if if she feels that someone's time and usefulness has not been served, might step in. Uh, I can only imagine that's the only way that he survived. I. I hope we can run into him again. I definitely understand what it's like to feel like your time has been up for a while. Uh, Danith Whalen has been quiet looking out the window, uh, just sort of like arms crossed over his bruised ribs. Uh, and he says, well, sometimes the queen isn't done with us. Uh, and then he, like, sort of takes a deep breath, uh, pats everybody on the shoulders, and then heads out uh, as he goes to help with the, uh, the situation. Um, his whole town has just been leveled. He's got go He's got some shit to do, man. There's a lot of paperwork that needs to be filled out on this one. It's true. I and like honestly, he needs to make a uh, an appearance. So, because like there's rumors going around that he's dead like people need to see that he's alive they need to know that their speaker's okay uh, and that's going to help a lot with morale I think that Lydia will just continue to sort of like lean up against the frame of the window watching Lucas do his thing and not not go out just be like watching in awe um, at, as her brother has grown into a fine hero and and man and i feel like there's a moment where she is you know sort of like that misty-eyed proud older sibling and uh lucas looks over and they make eye contact through the window and neither one of them have to really say anything but it's just mm -hmm. a sense of i'm here i'm proud of you and uh, i know you have work to do type of love he gives you a, a lopsided smile and kind of a shy wave uh and then he's distracted by another fan can i um, add something for lucas yes i think that you would see him mouth i'm a hero oh no <laughs> god 
You just really know how to twist the knife, don't you? I what? This is not a twist. He's alive. He's not gonna <laughs> die soon, unless you have something to say. I'm, I'm just saying that's that, that's perfect. That's really. If sweet. I was gonna cry about Lucas, I'm really happy that it's because he's a hero and not because I mean, he's like, dead. You're twist exactly. You're twisting the knife in like a happy way. It's all like, oh my god, that's so sweet. Okay, it's a candy knife. You're just, you're, you're paranoid. Yeah. You keep on waiting. This group of knives being twisted is just <laughs> Keep your knives away from Lucas. I got traumas. Right, so. <laughs> um, Valen Harpel uh, will uh, approach Kawori uh, and she'll say, uh, shall I take you to Bryn Shander next? I assume that you're not going to want to tax their resources by staying here. Yeah, um... Where is Brinshander? That's the uh, first place that you guys ever went. Uh, that's where. Um, oh my God! Who was your first friend? His name was Goose, and he wore yeah. a red hat. I tried to call him Duck. I'm like, Duck's oh. not the correct name. No, <laughs> that's a member of name, NCIS. Look his, at all his those name, chickens. It's <laughs> not Ducky. Uh, Goose. Yes, the the place that Goose died. Um. The OG town we first explored. Yep, the very first place. Yeah. Uh, also, the place where you had uh, the the speakers meeting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, if that's where people are going, then maybe that's where we'll find Rocky or Wesley or hopefully Stag. That would be great. Yeah, let's go there, and then I'll make my way to Lonelywood and meet up with the others that uh we helped up in the mountain sounds likely enough to me and just before they just before they leave lydia will um sort of go up to the glass uh of the window and write backwards mm -hmm. so that it's viewable from the front i'm proud of you and mm. then just sign it with an l and a heart in mm. the frost in the glass and then and then walk uh away back to where we're gonna be getting on the sleighs oh it's sweet i feel like from lucas's uh like from lucas's perspective like he looks over and he sees his sister and he like he's like ready to go and talk to her but he gets distracted uh and then he looks down and when he looks back up again she's gone and it just says i'm proud of you <laughs> kills about right as they walk out uh, i think Corey's gonna kind of like look at the Charlotte Dragon for a few moments mm -hmm. as they're walking by, and I feel like there's something in her that hardens a bit more. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell in her eyes as she walks towards uh, the magical sluts, and it just keeps quiet. Uh, as you board the sleds, uh, I will say, um, Valin is accompanied by five kobolds, um, and I described them as being quiet before. Uh, it turns out there's only one of them that's that, that is that way. Uh, the rest of them are just normal-ass kobolds, uh, <laughs> and so they kind of bicker amongst themselves, um, and, like, they will look to Valin for, um... Like, I, I think that, like, two of them, like, are fighting over, like, a piece of Shardolin. Um, and Valin goes, 
hey, and then like points at them. Uh, and they, they both look at her uh, and then like sort of look sheepish. Uh, <laughs> and she's all like, give it. Uh, and they like begrudgingly hand the Chardolin back to her. Uh, and she sort of, Drop yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that in your mouth? Um, she examines it uh, and like kind of looks to Kawori um, for like, you know, like, are you going to stop me from this? As she like sort of opens up her pat pouch. Uh, she's gonna... She is wearing a glove, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if, if I kind of examine this uh, shard, do I get the same type of evilness from the dragon? You're getting it from all the shards. Yeah. This thing is just oozing with ill will. I wouldn't keep that if I were you. Uh, she kind of looks at it for a second, shrugs, and uh, tosses it back on the pile. Uh, and then she like, like snaps her fingers at the uh, kobolds and like you know, <laughs> points into her one eye and then points at them and then they all scramble back onto the sled, sort of bickering amongst themselves. Uh, she hops on and uh, offers your regular spots to you. Or we'll sit or stand. I don't know how to ride a sled. <laughs> um, these are slightly spicy. larger sleds. Um, sort of like it, it, it's it's a little bit wider so that like um, you can fit a few more people onto it. Mm -hmm. It's not your it's not your run of the mill dog sled. Uh, a dog sled is like I don't know in my mind like if you've got a carriage you know like a one horse open sleigh like um, if that's a minivan then like a dog sled is like a motorcycle it's it's typically for one person and this is a four-door sedan that we're about to get on yep yeah. yep good old toyota prius Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um it does like it does sit up a little bit higher in the uh like it, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, it literally is just a carriage like oh, um, a crossover yeah. then <laughs> like a carriage on like sled like slay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those yeah. open top carriages. Exactly. Lion like, the Witch in the Wardrobe style. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's it's Christmassy. It's Christmassy as all get out. Where's my um, Turkish delights? <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Claus with an eye patch. I am here for Where's it. Where's the Turkish delights I'll betray my family for? <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Mm, love Maybe it. That's a snack Lydia had. All right. Um, you load up uh, and start heading out. Um, you are moving at a much faster clip than most of the people that are uh, trickling their way towards Bryn Shander. Um, it seems to be that like there are basically two options: either you can stay in East Haven uh, and try to like hunker down and uh, be a part of the refugee effort, or um, if you're more able-bodied and able to make the trip, you're heading to Bryn Shander so that you don't basically get in the way here in East Haven. Uh, most of the people who are staying are either folks who are helping with the cleanup effort or folks who literally cannot make the trip. They're in such a in such dire straits. Uh, so you head back towards uh, Brinchander. Uh, you have a few hours to um, talk about anything that you'd like, if and you do. Um, I think Hart is... I think that he is... Um, 
doesn't have the same um, like hard set expression that Kawori has, but he definitely is still uh, doing a heckin' worry because we located one brother out of the two, uh, but we did not locate the other. Um, and I think that I think he's gonna ask. I think he'll ask Kawori um, as a means of like directing away from. Um, his own worries of um is everything okay i know that there is all of that metal that was still in the town but i they'll get rid of it right i don't know there's a way to get rid of it just hide it and wait for someone to eventually find it i guess they could take it towards where the whales are and then that big flying dragon could take it and then no one would ever be able to get to it again. Maybe. The thing is that the, that shardlin is different than the one I had found. The one we had found was undushed. It didn't have any magic put into it the one that the dragon was made of that was made out of pure evil intent and it rubbed off on that crystal well is there a way to take out that evil i don't know if there is i've been trying to find really it <laughs> i've been trying to find a way to cure that madness for a while it's hard to figure it out. Is that why you're always reading? Sometimes, yeah. Most of the time. I knew someone that uh, interacted with that type of shardlin. And I kept working with it. I had found it and it hurt them. But you didn't know, right? I did not. That they are still affected by it, and I can no longer go home because of that. I understand. But that doesn't mean that it's your fault. That's what Lydia told me. It is my fault. I was warned against it, but I kept going. And somebody else got hurt because of it. If it had been me, I could live with that, but... Someone I cared, I still care for, is hurting because of it. Well, then maybe after, maybe after we do all, we figure this out. Once we get to town and sort things there, maybe that's the next step. Maybe. I've been trying for a while. I am. Um, I didn't mean to overhear, but we are sitting all in the same sleigh. I, I promise I wasn't trying to eavesdrop. It's just, it's just, it's just one sleigh. Um, heart's right, Corey. We all make mistakes that we wish we could go back and undo, and sometimes those consequences can't be undone. 
but look at how much you've learned and how much you've grown, all the good that you've done. I'm not saying that it's a good thing that you didn't heed the warnings and that you continued, but look at all the good you've turned that tragedy into. Everything happens for a reason. At least that's what I believe. I have to. It's hard to find good in what I have done when someone I care about still hurting because of it. I'm glad I have helped people. I do. You just won't feel better until you help them. Yes, they shouldn't have to pay for my mistakes like that. I understand that. Well, it's not something that any of us can fix right now, but I think that Hart will agree with me when I say that we'll be there to help you try and fix it as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Hart nods. Now, Hart, um, I know you must be worried about your brother. I was very lucky that I got to see mine, even if it was just for a moment. Um, the last time that I tried to read um, read your brother's mind, it um, didn't go well, but they did say that he left with Wesloy. If you'd like, I could try sending a message to Wesloy and just, they can reply to it. So they might be able to at least let us know that your brother's okay and that that they're with Rocky or wherever they are, we can at least have that peace of mind for you and tell him where we're going. What do you mean when, what do you mean he wasn't okay? Well, so... Yeah, Lydia, what do you mean? When I listen into people's minds, like Corey, uh, just as an example, I don't, I don't do it unless I need to, and it's not your personal business, I'm just saying, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I just hear the words that they're thinking as if they were speaking them, but they're only saying them to themselves in their head. Like right now, I can tell that you're thinking about pie and your brother and how much your brother would like pie. He would. He would like that very much. Right. But when I listened to your brother's mind, it sounded like fire. Mm -hmm. So I can only send one message and I don't want to send it to your brother and it doesn't work because of something. Whereas... I've read Wesley's mind before, and it was okay. And I, when you say that it's, like, his mind sounded like fire, heart just has, like, like, there is, like, a, a, a shadow that kind of goes over his head. Um, and he just sort of nods. Um, says, I'd appreciate it. Is that what you want to do, though? We can look we can look for your brother normally too if you want. I just thought that this might save some time and um at least you'll know he's okay a lot sooner. If a dragon couldn't kill him, I don't think anything would be able to. He's gonna mm -hmm. live forever. Well ah! 
A dragon couldn't kill Wesloy. Two dragons couldn't kill Wesloy. He's gonna live forever. Okay, he did go up against two dragons, I won't lie. I know, and like, he, I, I was pretty sure he died. I said I funeral rites. Sure I don't from I don't, the get go. We watched him know. go to the place where whales sleep. <laughs> you mean the water? <laughs> Bottom of the That's ocean? not water. Yeah. That's an ocean. There's a difference there, and I one of them I can have fun in. Okay. Okay. Um, but would you, would you like me to send a message, or are you good? I just want to make sure that your mind is eased as much as possible. And Hart, I think, like pauses for a little bit and says... Let's get to Bryn Shandar first. I still haven't heard back from my bird. Okay. You just let me know. Say the word and I'll, hmm. I'll send that message. At least we know that your brother survived and went off with Wesley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will say that before you left East Haven, the bird would have landed and told you that they were nowhere in East Haven. Uh, and I'm assuming when you get to Bryn Shander, you're going to let it loose and do the same thing. Uh, well, the bird disappears after the hour uh, that it's up for. Just because it doesn't stick is around, how, really. Is that, is that how that works? Um, for uh, this variant of Find Familiar, because uh, it's not a real Find... It's not a true Find Familiar spell. It's through uh, the Tasha's Cauldron. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I think that um, if they get to Bryn Shandar, Hart's not going to do it again because it takes one of his it takes one of his druid forms in order to use that ability. Uh, uh, so it's a druid thing. It is a druid gotcha. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think that he is more um, he's content to know that his brother is safe, and if they can't find him, that's fine too. He's okay. going to hope for the best. All right. Um, you make your way towards Branchander. Uh, the closer you get, uh, the more crowded it is. Uh, you can tell that there are a lot of people, uh, making their way particularly into this town. Um, and as you are in a carriage, uh, it is fairly easy to basically, like, people will move aside for vehicles. Um, so you are able to make your way into the town fairly easily. Uh, and you are steered towards the mead hall uh, and you can hear even distantly um, the sound of a, uh, a an authoritative voice uh, speaking over a crowd uh, and as you get closer uh, you see it is speaker Duvesa, Duvesa Shane uh, who is the head speaker of Ten Towns uh, and the speaker for Bryn Shander. Um, she seems to be ag uh, addressing the crowd, uh, explaining um, that Ten Towns was attacked, but as it appears, the uh, dragon is no longer a threat. Um, and basically, she's eulogizing the lost um, and in informing everybody of what's going on. Uh, and then um, she turns around uh, accepts an item from someone behind her uh, and she says fortunately 
before all of this trouble began. Um, there was a quest from the followers of Lathander to try and bring a little bit of summer back to Ten Towns. Um, and I, I think she'll, she will nod to someone behind her. Uh, and they produce what, a, what appears to be like a, a, a gyroscope uh, that is constructed around a lump of coal. Um, and uh, this person is wearing uh, robes of Lathander, who is the, the, the god of summer, uh, new beginnings, the sun, uh, things that uh, Icewind Dale has not seen in a long time. Uh, and this person seems to activate this item, uh, and all of the rings surrounding it begin to spin, uh, and it floats into the air above them, and that lump of coal in the middle begins to glow blazing white hot, uh, and there is a palpable feeling of warmth that just sort of washes over everyone in the crowd. Uh, you can see, like, the reactions of people as it, as it goes, uh, it just in, in, in waves um, and it begins to rise up into the sky and you can actually even watch snow in the street beginning to melt. Um, little rivulets of water uh, begin to pour down the streets. Um, it becomes warm enough that people like begin to sort of like fan themselves and, and remove their outer garments. Um, parkas are shed uh, and there, it is, it is the heat of summer uh, that begins to fill the entirety of Bryn Shander. Uh, and Duvessa Shane explains that the hero of East Haven uh, had gone on an adventure and had retrieved this artifact that the clerics of Lathander were working on. Uh, and as far as we know, uh, we can have summer in Bryn Shander so long as this uh, item persists. Or he's gonna give Lydia a pat on the back. He really isn't just the hero of East Haven anymore. He's the hero of the Ten Towns. Yes. He is. They all just like take a moment to realize everything that is going on and just kind of okay. Time for us to figure out what we need to do next. Uh, I want to make sure the people that we helped up in the in the fortress are all right, and I want to make sure that Tall Tree makes it back all right. Yeah, we should check on the pups. Hmm. And basket. Of course. I would never forget I basket. Forgot what, I forgot what my bird was called. It was something metal. I forgot what it was I called. Don't, I didn't write down the name of your bird. Fuck. <laughs> um, but we said it looked like it had like basically like corpse paint on. Yeah, it looked like it had like a skull on its face. It was yeah. a it was a badass bird, that's all I remember. Yeah. It was like death knell or something. Yeah. Death bird. Alpha deadlift. Bird. That's what it was. Deadlift. Deadlift. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I gotta make Buff sure bird. deadlift's okay. Yep. 
Um, and as you're looking up at this sort of miniature sun, uh, sort of rising into the sky and uh, taking its place above um, the town, uh, Valin is sort of leaning against her carriage uh, and giving a, sort of like a knowing uh, lopsided smile. Uh, and she's just got her hands crossed in front of her. And um, Hart, you've been near her for a, a long time now. Uh, and, and like you thought that at first it was just the way that she held on to the carriage. Maybe she was cold or something like that. Uh, but now in the warmth of summer, uh, you can see that there's just the faintest tremor to her hands. Um, and she just sort of crosses them in front of her. And she says, this is a truly an amazing feat. And I'm sure that it will bring prosperity to the town of Bryn Shander for a long time to come. But what if I could tell you that you could do this for the entirety of Ten Towns? What? And Hart would say, um, then you'd be helping me and everybody else if you told us what it was. I'd be happy to. Let's get a drink. And I, what's our time? Oh, it's a little early, but that feels like a good time to go on break. Yeah. All right. So we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice. And we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back. Hello, everybody. We have returned to Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Part 28. Uncle Juke's Bell still, maybe. We'll get there. We'll do it. I believe in us. Yeah. All right, Wings. That take us like away. A euphemism. <laughs> you stay away from Uncle Juke's Bell. Um, <coughs> uh, now I just swallowed raw. <laughs> On my own keep your smut away from <laughs> spell. Keep your smut away from that. That's what the Patreon supporters are for. <laughs> uh, maybe we won't make it to the bell. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. Um, when we last left off, uh, you had been offered a drink uh, and uh, some talking uh, by Valin Harpel. Um, she will take you to the North Look. Uh, the inn and tavern where it all began. Uh, you may remember that this is the place that has uh, Old Bitey, the enchanted um, knucklehead trout uh, trophy up on the wall. Uh, and everybody, like, it's, it's like a rainforest cafe where every now and then, like, it starts singing and everybody goes crazy. Um, but things are a whole lot more solemn now, uh, I think, just kind of in recent events. Uh, I think that, <laughs> that old Bitey has a sock over his face, actually, uh, because he, <laughs> he doesn't know how to read the room. He can't read the room. He's just an item. He's just a dead fish. Um, so they've, they've put a sock over his face to keep him from singing. Um, evidently, like, it doesn't stop him from trying, but at the very least, he's muffled. Um, so, you walk in, uh, and Valin will order a round for everybody, uh, and sit you down in a, a nice dark corner, uh, the perfect spot to receive the, uh, um, to receive a quest. 
um, she sits you down and um, all of her kobolds will get around as well uh, and they take tables uh, around you. Uh, they don't necessarily sit at the same table, uh, but you can see that uh, four of the kobolds ha uh, stick their noses into their uh, mugs uh, and the, the fifth one gets a mug but just kind of sits there uh, and stares directly ahead and doesn't do anything else. Um, Belin Harpel sits you down and she says, as I open my notes, I have several tags op tabs open, which are helpful in theory. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> so I promised that there would be a way for you to do what your friends did uh, with that summer star uh but make that tenfold have any of you ever heard of a mythalar have any of us ever have yeah have I? i'm gonna volunteer or... heart has 110 percent not heard of one i'm not <laughs> even gonna bother rolling history or arcana check uh ooh, or arcana. oh wait no heart and kawari I think would have heard about those. I think we heard about that, right? You read a book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lydia well, got a 21. We read a book about it. Uh... And so did Lydia, evidently. <laughs> she borrowed your book. Do I do do I roll with advantage if I read about it? Uh, if you remember that you read about it, then I won't even make you roll. Um, Steven, explain to me what a mythalar is so a mythalar is a intense magical item uh originally founded by the elves uh way back uh pre-dale reckoning as far as forgotten realms history goes where essentially it was like a tesla coil of magical energy where magic was just concentrated and radiated heavily in a uh set amount of space to the point where you could make items uh, such as like touch lamps or indoor plumbing that were based off of the powers of this mythalar. Uh... On top of that, uh, Mythalars could be incredibly powerful uh, to the point where uh, the Netherese, who began to create these Mythalars uh, en masse, would uh, place them on the underside of a mountaintop peak uh, and then use the Mythalar and uh, powerful magics, because this was back when like you could still do like 10th and 11th level spells, like back before they put a cap on how powerful they could be, and they would rip the top half of a mountain off flip it upside down and then build a city on top of that and at the peak of the netherese empire there were 14 floating cities um each one with the core of a mythalar at its heart this is what you know about mythalar uh specifically from the netherese perspective that it is what held netherese cities aloft <clears throat> One could say it was yeah, an I empire Yeah, I know what the Mithalar is. <laughs> well, then you'd know what a item that powerful could mean for Icewind Dale. I mean, yeah. Are you saying you know what one is? I do. Uh, not long ago, 
very long ago. Never mind. A long time ago. Uh, before the Sundering, um, a Netherese city called Yithrin fell into Icewind Dale. And it is still there beneath the Regged Glacier. So you're saying to find this city in, in a glacier and get this item? Yes. But oh, first, shit. in order to get into the glacier, uh, I, we need to find something called the Codicil of White. The what of what? The Codicil of White. The Codicil of White, okay. I'm assuming you have a little bit more information about what that is and where it can be obtained? Yes. May I? Oh, I, yeah, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but why have you brought this to our attention and not others? Why have you waited? Ten Towns has been suffering for years and years. I'm, af I'm afraid I haven't been here for very long. Can Olivia make an insight check? I, yeah, I would like sure. a vibe check. Sure. Um, just as a thing, can I have advantage if I use my psychic ability? Yeah. Cool. I mean, like, reading her... Uh, base base her, level. Yeah. As a... Her surface level thoughts. Oh <laughs> I assure you, if I had known about the Netherese city sooner, I would have been here. A lot ah, sooner. That's a 26 who exactly? total. 26 total? Um, you get the idea that she does have her own motives, uh, but they aren't necessarily... They don't have to be um, opposed to yours. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't been here for very long, and again, I mean no disrespect with this, but why do you care enough to go to this length of trouble to fix a place you just arrived at. <clears throat> I'm a member of the Arcane Brotherhood. Another uh... East city of light, another East city like that will be stuffed to the gills with things that I would be very interested in seeing. So are you using this as a ticket to get into the city? Or get the stuff that's in the city? If you want to think of it that way. Yes, I want to see the things in the city. But if we can do some good while we're there, then we might as well do some good. Right. It'd be a shame for people to go on suffering without needing to. That's very true. All right. It does seem sensible. Do you know exactly where this glacier is? Or where can we find this? Oh, you would know where the glacier light? is. It oh. is We've seen it, is it the, haven't we? It, it's fucking huge, man. It is It is basically like the entire uh, east border of Icewind Dale. Like, it's... I'm looking at the map right now. It's big. It's <laughs> like, not snowflake-shaped, uh... is it? No. Oh, like look look north and to the east and there's your is glacier. It, is it Reghead Glacier? Yep, the Reghead Glacier. 
Well, we've been to the heart of a mountain. Check heart of a glacier off the list, too. But the only way to get inside of the glacier is to find the codicil of white. Right. And uh, what does that, who is that when it's at home? Last I heard, the codicil of white will still be in a giant fortress on an island in the middle of the sea of moving ice. Uh, is it like a fortress that may or may not have like a rainbow coming out of it? A rainbow coming out of it? <laughs> or inside the auroras? <laughs> How do you mean? Uh, not uh, too far off. We were in the sea of moving ice and we saw a tower on a big piece of ice moving and it had the uh, northern lights coming out of it. Hmm. I haven't been able to get that much information. I'm afraid I've lost my professor orb. Supposedly it's for aural rests. Interesting. We will have to be careful then. Hmm. I don't know if I want to confirm. See, me and Aural have like a thing going on. Not like a thing thing, but like a thing. I it's complicated. See. Not romantic. Very not friendly. Thing. <laughs> well, you don't have to be friendly to get romantic. It's none of those. But there is someone I would like to see near the Sea of Moving Eyes. Is it that tiefling lady who helped us? No. Oh, I just... Oh. I, our friend that can guide us through the Sea of Moving Eyes. I forgot their name. Additionally, if we're going to be going anywhere near the sea, it might be useful to see if Wesloy is around and unoccupied. Tin John. She was very big. Tin John. Yeah, she was. Yes. I knew it. I knew it meant very something. Big. Big. Yeah. Uh, yes, we know a very big nearby that can help us traverse the sea of moving ice. That sounds like a good backup option. But I know of someone who is closer who should be able to do it for us. Who? There's a druid named Anga. She was the only person I know knew of who was able to get across the Sea of Moving Ice reliably. Alright. I mean, if she survived out there, then yeah. This is a uh, big quest. What exactly is this codicil of white, though? We know where it is. What is it? Codicil of white? Essentially a primer on Oral's religion. It'll hold a transcription in it to open the Regged Glacier. Okay. And maybe if we find that book, it'll tell us more about her island. Well, it's on her island, I believe. Oh. 
<laughs> so we're going to learn about it firsthand. Nothing wrong of, with that, right? For the sake of clarity up front, uh, another member of the Arcane Brotherhood is probably a few steps ahead of us. I doubt that she'll be able to get- happen to be a tiefling? Oh. So you've met Avarice, have you? Oh, yes, yeah. we have. No, I'm not speaking of her. I believe she's quite distracted with her cult. Yeah, she is. I don't think we're going to have to worry about her for a while. No, I'm talking about Nas Lantamere. She wasn't even supposed to be on this quest. She followed along behind us. And then she stole my professor orb and killed two of my kobolds. So we need to go to a place we've been actively avoiding that is in a very dangerous part of the world. We need to catch up to someone who has very recently and violently betrayed you. Um, and then after we do all that, we have to go into the heart of the most dangerous glacier that we know in existence. Did I get all that correct? Shouldn't be too big of a deal for you. Uh, no, that's You've done some amazing things, as I've heard. Uh, listen, lady, I'm just waiting for my luck to run out, uh, to be honest. But... And, uh, Hart will say, we'll do it. He's right, we are going to do it anyway. <laughs> but, um... After he says that, and and Kuori, uh, you say that as well. Hart will like turn to you and very quietly say, "It's one of the last dreams." What? There are certain dreams that I've had that I haven't been able to connect anything to. If people are telling us that we should go and do something, we should follow them. I suppose how she'll um, talk to this person whose name I keep forgetting because I'm tired as a player. Um, Vassily? 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 Valen? 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 Valen. Valen. Harpel. Need to write that down in a way that I can read phonetically. Hold on, I'll, uh... V-A apostrophe capital L-Y-N-N. Done. Sure. That's not the way that it was spelled, but you know what? Whatever works for you, it's your notes. The Lynn Harpel. It's a hard Lynn. There are Y's and so many consecutive letters. The Lynn. Um... How far ahead do you think you'd, um... Uh, colleague is it's a good question I can't know for, for certain I assume that the sea of moving ice held her up for a while and sh as far as I know she was traveling on foot well yeah that's gonna be a while I yes. mean not going to say anything, but if the Sea of Moving Ice doesn't get her, I feel like Oral's going to get her. I was thinking in the same, along the same lines. 
I mean every offense when I say I don't think the girl's going to get far. Okay. Uh, what should we know about her? She's a diviner. Okay. Okay, that that's mean? all we're getting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what else would you want to know? Um, uh, is she dangerous? I mean, clearly she's killed your kobolds and told your, your orb professor? I'm not sure what that is. A professor orb. But that one. Professor Scant, his name is. It's a personality inside of an artifact. Uh, a good source of information. Ah. Uh, okay. Professor Okay. Well, I think with your sleds, if you are to help us get there, and our knowledge of how to traverse the Sea of Moving Ice, we might be able to at least catch up to her, at the very least. We'll do all we can. In the meantime, is there any place that you need me to take you? Uh, yes, I would... Go ahead. Some place we can rest. Uh, she just sort of leans back and gestures to the inn. Uh, and she says, well, then here is a, a good, as good a place as any. Yeah. Uh, um, I can... Um... I can see about getting us some rooms, or at least one room. Um, I'll go take care of that, and Lydia will walk up to the um, walk up to the bar, like bar area, and inquire about whether or not the inn has any available rooms. They do. Uh, it seems that any refugees coming into town are being lodged uh, at no cost. Mm -hmm. So basically. Like, if anything, rooms are in abundance uh, because people are being able to find lodgings uh, elsewhere. Okay, so I'll just, um, Lydia will tr try and get, like, the biggest room so that they can all stay in one room. Um, and just, like, ask that a third bed be put in there or, like, a cot or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, pay whatever the fee is and, like, overpay probably by five gold or so um sure uh and valin will actually walk up behind you um and insist on getting her own room uh on account of the fact that she has to also house five kobolds yeah to be honest kobold i'm i meant when we could all stay in one room i did just be hardly. <laughs> okay just making sure because it, like by saying a third cot that made it sound like you were making room for another person there's three of us. Two beds and a cot. I don't know how to count. Fair. Valid. Have a nice day. <laughs> That's fair. Carry on. She no, gave no, to no, do math. No. I'm, I'm right there it with you. It is the simplest edition. <laughs> I love I you don't so know. Much. I thought that like Hart was going to sleep at the foot of someone's bed or something. I'm not going to lie. I was confused do. too because Lydia usually like cuddles into, like, a quarry's bed. Uh, you guys just, like, 
pile into a cuddle puddle. We usually. do. We usually <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is yeah. us. Yeah, like more than likely we won't use the beds, but like Lydia likes there being that option in case anyone does want some alone time. You know, Lydia snores. She understands this. It's cute little gnomish snores, but sometimes you just need your own space. So, um, Valin wishes you a good night and says that she'll see you bright and early in the morning. Uh, yeah. And she finishes her drink and heads upstairs. Uh, and you see all of her little kobolds uh, finish their drinks as well and totter off in a line behind her. Uh, and one of them kind of like staggers a little bit and like bumps into a wall and then is set straight by another one. They totter away. Uh, the one that acts very... Uh, very stoic and emotionless uh, as it passes by Hart, who has the highest passive perception, I believe. Um, Hart, you can see that this one in particular has acid burns on its clothing. Did these... The thing that's been... Okay, can I make a perception check to see if this fucker is alive? Because, like, I have been, like, worried about that for a while. Like, does he look, like, traumatized? Or does he look like, <laughs> all right, you still got a job to do. Up you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it'd be an arcana check or a medicine check. Oh, thank God. I am proficient at none of those, but medicine's better. Uh, I believe that's yeah. a 21. Um, that's undead as fuck. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Hart will probably, like, straighten up a little bit and just, like, ah. And then, like, he'll think about, like, well, Wesley is... No, like, he... I don't think he puts together that Wesley might Wesley might be undead. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll probably, like, ask Lydia later. Mm -hmm. Be like, when or i think he'll probably like say like kind of pointedly because it's just that cobalt leaving um i didn't know that uh valin was uh i didn't know that valin worshipped the raven queen um i they mentioned something back in the um back in brinchander at the speaker's hall. It caught my ear, but... Because you know. he'll, he'll point to the kobold with his... Like, he'll nod towards the kobold with his staff as they're leaving. Well, he... Um, let's... Uh, he's on a second lease. Is that how you put it? Yeah. That would be a good way to put it. For people in... That situation... Um, Does that happen often? More often than I knew, I suppose, but, you know. Look, it, the Raven Queen is very complicated, and unfortunately, we just... Sometimes we don't get the answers that we want in life, in death, or in Between. another life. In between is where we tend to operate for Raven Queen clerics, but yeah, it's not unheard of 
for someone to be brought back by the Raven Queen if they have more to accomplish or their life is ended too soon. Remember how I said that I believe everything happens for a reason because I have to? Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. And we don't know the, re the reasons, but the Raven Queen seems to. So sometimes something happens that's not supposed to, and she takes it upon herself to try and rectify that, sending a person back just until they've done what they were supposed to do. And then the Raven Queen comes for us all in our time. Do you ever feel like you're supposed to do something? Yeah, you could say that. And I think I'm, I'm huh. supposed to... There's a lot of things I think I'm supposed to do, but every time I ask, I seem to be on the right track, and that's every time I'm with you, too. And heart nods uh, and says, ever since you guys found me in the snow, well, you, that wasn't you, and then Corey, I felt like I've been on the same I feel like I've been on a path that I don't know the end to. It doesn't ever split and it doesn't ever go any other place that I don't know where it's supposed to go, but it's still there. And I know that eventually the path is going to have that big marker, the big tree or the river or like a waterfall. And then that's where I need to go. And the dreams have been really helpful with that because I always feel like they kind of will either like let me know like, hey, you went past the waterfall, good job, or it's saying that it's up ahead. And right now, I feel like we're still going in that place, but I don't know what the next marker will be. That's the thing, Hart, is that we don't always know you have your dreams and that's you know i know it's something that can be scary and terrifying and but it does have the benefit to showing you a little bit more light on that path than a lot of other people get the best thing that you can do is try not to focus on not having a marker and just know that you have your family by your side that you're taking those steps down the path together just focus on the, each step one at a time. I don't think my dreams are the light on that path. And Hart will give Lydia a hug and he'll say, I think it's you guys. Or he's just going to hug them both <laughs> together. Yeah, I think you guys are probably right about that. I'm so grateful that I'm here to see that light shine. I know for sure that my life has been a lot better with the two of you in it. I agree, Corey. No. And plus, we have to survive, right? We've got that 
we've got that in to help Corey run. That's the marker for me. <laughs> we do have that in. Why don't we all get some rest? I think it's well deserved. I think so too. All right. Everyone goes to bed. Mm -hmm. The night passes relatively uneventfully. Uh, heart, uh, you have a vision. Uh, it is a charred forest that was once verdant, but now is blanketed in ash. And um, you see a multi-prong-horned deer step into view uh, and begin to sniff about the ash. Um, you see him paw at the earth uh, looking for any sort of food uh, foraging um, and he like you you can feel how utterly alone he is um, and he looks around um, like ultimately destitute uh, and then he sees snow begin to fall uh, and he watches as a snowflake settles onto the ash and he looks up and he sees more snowflakes begin to fall. Uh, and then he just sort of turns and looks in your direction. And um, it's that classic, like, stomach image of a alert deer uh, just kind of staring at you, ears pointed towards you. Sort of a question that doesn't necessarily form but is on his lips and then you wake yeah i feel like heart wakes up and then just sort of like pulls blanket like up to his face like this is not a good dream for him but he historically has not had very good dreams i don't know why he enjoys sleeping so much um, quickly, uh, we can cover anything, any affairs that you guys want to set into order before you leave 10 towns. Is there anything that you guys wanted to do? Um, um we're in Bryn Shandar. East for now. There but you is... can move to other, uh, towns if and you ask, uh, Valin. She's willing to ferry you about as it's not very hard for her. I was going to say, because um, I think I told uh, Tall Tree to take uh, the people to Lonelyland. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so she will... Um... They would have come to Bryn Shander first, uh, mm -hmm. just, in as, like, just because that would, would have been the closest settlement. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to say that, like, it's possible that you happen to run into him. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I was thinking is that I know we had worked on the inn. Like, we had gotten it built and all that stuff. So, she mm -hmm. would have asked 
told you to help settle people into the rooms that were already there, even though they're bare. Okay. All right. Um, so whoever else is left from Baron Shander or stuff like that can go into the inn and just at least have a room. All right. There, there are a few takers, uh, mm-hmm. though there are a number of people who like live here in Bryn Shander mm-hmm. and they just want to stay here with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesh is pointedly not here. Uh, it seems that as soon as he got into civilization, he ghosted. That's fair. Completely disappeared. Yeah. But uh, just to help any, not only survivors from the fort, but like any like stragglers from the attacks from the other towns that do come into Lonelywood. All right. Uh, uh, can take up any available rooms there. Tall Tree is willing to pass your, to, to make sure that they get there safely and to mm-hmm. pass your message along to um, Nimsy Huddle, uh, mm-hmm. the speaker of Lonelywood. Um, however, he is eager to get home. Yeah. Uh, he wants she would to... just ask him to get them there and get the message across. All right. He'll make it happen. And she's, she kind of takes him by the face uh, and says, you make sure you get home safe. It will be done. Okay. Big tackle hug. <laughs> yep. It's like, do not worry about me. I never get lost. No, but you get kidnapped. That was a one-time thing. Sure. Kidnap me once. Shame on me. Kidnap me twice. Can't, can't, can't do it again. I don't think that's how that goes, but okay. <laughs> He will make sure that that gets done. <laughs> this is Bryn Shandar is where the first garden that we started was, right? It was East Haven where East the first Haven. garden was. Okay. Uh, Danica is thrilled uh, about the Summer Star. Uh, as it turns out, finding a second Chewinga was a lot harder than she thought. Uh, she tried to recruit Stag. Uh, I, and this is assuming that you uh, hunt her down to like see how that's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hart um, woke up she... four hours before everybody else. He's going to go, like, garden. <laughs> she she tried uh, to get Stag in on uh, hunting down Shawinga. Um, and she tells you that it was a disaster. He kept on trying to get them to, like, he kept on following them around and telling them, get in the bag, get in the bag. Uh, and he just scared them all off, and evidently they told their friends because they were not able to find any more Chewinga after that. Buddies. Um, but the good news is that with uh, how with this constant source of uh, heat and sunlight, um, she thinks that it's going to be possible to expand the operation just within the walls of Bryn Shander, um, and then ferry out food to the rest of the towns from there. Like she's like, we'll we'll make this work. Yeah, Hart's uh, definitely there for it. He is going to give her one of the acorns that he has, um, and he's going to ask her to uh, plant one of these near the garden. And he'll explain you- that. Um, when we were being chased down by a really old blind dragon thing, it was really scary, near the place where the whales live, um, we ended up going into a small cave, and inside of the cave there was a very big. I don't really know what that means, but she was very big. And there was a tree, and she said that her tree 
that it belonged to Sylvanus. I don't really know his name. Um, but I sat in front of it and the tree started like making all these acorns and stuff. So maybe one of those acorns would help the town. Um, she is elated to have an acorn uh, from a tree blessed by Sylvanus. Um, and she says, yes, yes, this is going to be wow. Uh, and she'll take it and immediately start finding the perfect spot for it. And I think that'll probably be like the end of their conversation is she goes and does that and then Hart will go back and wait for his friends to wake up because they had things to do first thing in the morning. Sure thing. Uh, anything else for you guys? Nope. We're good. Off to the off to the sea of moving ice. Yes. And we go. Uh, Valin uh, will make sure that you guys get up onto the sled uh, into your spots. She says that this is going to be uh, a couple of days. It's going to be quicker than uh, if you guys were uh, doing it. Uh, the carriage does not get tired. It can just go uh and if anything like we would stop just to like you know like make food or uh sleep in something that isn't a moving vehicle uh but this thing could basically just go 24 hour 24 7 20 24 10 it's 10 days here uh so um you go uh and several days later uh you begin to see the familiar haze uh, that falls over the uh, sea of moving ice. Um, and you skid to a stop uh, a good distance away from the shore uh, as Valin does not want to risk losing the uh, carriage under the ice. Um, and she says, well, Anga is supposed to live in this location uh look for a stone hut okay uh, any more details other than stone hut there's a lot of ex oh fuck there's a pissed up dragon here too oh shit okay well that should be much farther north oh uh, okay as far as i can tell arvia taurus nests atop the glacier okay. we're far we're much too far south for that to be a problem but just in Thank case heavens for small mercies i suppose but yes. just in case keep an eye on the skies yeah. uh and she like uh sort of looks at the snowy owl on her shoulder and nods to it uh and it takes wing uh and begins to fly around to scout for you guys if I do, like, a perception check around the area just to see if we see anything? Yes, sure. please. Oh, nope. Lydia sees nothing. That's a natural two. Uh, oh, Non-natural 20. Mm, okay. Synthetic 20. That's a, a synthetic 20. Yeah. Very Ooh. good. Oh, 14. Okay. All right. Um, sorry, I was waiting for more rolls. There's only three of you. I can't count. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, so you scan uh, the waterline, and uh, Kawori, uh, you are able to pick out a uh, man-made structure uh, just along the water. Uh, as it turns out, it's not necessarily uh, a man-made structure. It looks like it is a uh, a, a uh, hollowed-out stone. Um, and you approach it, and uh, you can find that there is a door set into it, um, and even, like, windows uh, carved out of the stone itself. Uh, just knock, knock. Yep. Uh, as you're knocking on the door, uh, Hart, I, I, whenever you're hanging out with your buddies, I always imagine that you like, you know, you walk up to whatever thing that they're interacting with, uh, and then quickly lose interest, and then just start like looking around, like uh, yeah, a, no, a, that checks. Like a, <laughs> like a, like a kid with his mom at the grocery store, like that's that's what I imagine. Yeah. Um, you're uh, sort of like putting your head on a swivel. Uh, and you can actually see that down closer to the water, which is to say on the ice, um, there is this stone, um, how do you call it? Like formation, um, that it's one of those arches. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like, um, like one of those back massagers with like the three points, you know? Okay. Anybody ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. I I think about Mario Kart Double Dash on Peach's Beach. Yes. You're giving me a lot of references that I'm not. It's a it's like three separate leggies, but they all connect at a middle point. Okay. That's exactly it. Um and like it's they're usually made out of plastic and stuff like that, and the idea is that like you can like use it to like rub really deep into Get your back good. Yeah, it's a massage. Uh, thingamajig. Any hoosers. Uh, <laughs> there is a rock formation. It is an arch. That That's all I needed to say. <laughs> and beneath that arch uh, is what appears to be a bell. And surrounding that bell is a number of people in cold weather clothing. Uh, and they are... They're just kind of meandering about. Um, they do seem to have, like, fishing equipment on them. Um... And I, I think one of them will even look up and just sort of, like, raise a hand to you, uh, just kind of in greeting. Yeah, I'll wave back. Yep. Uh, Lydia cool. will also wave, but she's like, so um, during the journeys in any downtime, I will say that Lydia has woven a sort of, um, do you know those, like, hand warmer mitt things where it's, like, two, it's, like, a string and it... It's like a tube of usually furs that you put your hands in to keep them warm. It like hangs from your neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Lydia's made one of those with a holster for the pistol inside. Oh, <laughs> Lydia! Oh, I uh, love it. So it's white fur to match her like shoulder clasping cloak. Um, and it just hangs from a string from her neck. Uh... <laughs> And so Lydia has her hands in there keeping warm. And so she takes one hand out to wave, but the other hand stays in. Stays in. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Um, Corey, you go and knock on the door um, and there is no answer. 
uh, Valin kind of like comes up and stands at the back of the group. Uh, she stands far enough back that the folks out on the ice can't necessarily see her and her kobolds. Mm -hmm. uh, there are uh, a few moments pass and there is no response from inside the hut. Uh, I guess, yeah, she's just gonna say like, let's try with the people over there by that weird arc thing, structure, free leggy thing. Mm -hmm. You, uh, pick your way down the rocks yeah. to get onto the ice. Um, I imagine that you're well outfitted enough that you could have crampons by this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the spiky shoes to keep from slipping on ice. Um, shoes. almost yeah. certainly you would have gotten, been able to get a hold of those from, uh, East Haven. Mm-hmm. So you make your way out across the ice. It seems that these guys are similarly outfitted. Um, one guy raises his hand again in greeting uh, and will intercept you uh, for the, the rest of the guys. Um, it seems that they are uh, just sort of meandering about the, uh, the bell itself. Uh, and most of them are fiddling with uh, fishing poles and nets. Uh, this looks like a fishing party of some sort. Um, and this guy approaches, he's got, uh, a, 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 he pulls down his face mask. He's got a, a fairly prodigious beard uh, and he's kind of a taller guy. Um, and he says, oh there travelers. Oh, my, name is, my name is Jenjen Jenden Uroth. Hello, Jenden Uroth. I'm Corey. This is these are my friends. Did you come here for the whaling? Uh, no. We are looking for someone that lives in that rock. Have you seen them? Hmm. I never heard of someone who lives in a rock. There's a house up there. I hadn't noticed. Kind of. Scraggles his beard uh, a little Lydia bit. Lydia would like to do her psychic scanny thingy. Yep. And uh, sort of can't see do that anymore. This... I know. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> but I have a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, Don't worry, Corey. I can do that, and I have a gun. <laughs> you just want to read his surface thoughts? Yeah. All the better to protect you with, Corey. Uh, mostly, mostly curiosity. Uh, he's eager to uh, get to Whalen. Um, he's pretty sure that he's going to strike it rich if he can get himself a whale. Um, and he's trying to size you guys up and see if that you'd be any help in that matter. I, th I think, Lydia, uh, as this is happening, every time the uh, fellow mentions whale, she'll just, like, pat heart reassuringly. No, that... He is doing the correct thing. He is a hunter of whales. He's removing them. But he's choosing to go and put himself in the path of a whale. No braver man has ever walked <laughs> these, has ever walked this uh, earth. Uh, Are there more people like you? Oh, yes. I mean, at least he turns around and starts counting. At least seven others. You will. You are the strongest. You are the most brave individuals. Ah, uh, yes. Stronger uh, than any Luskin Marine. Used to be much braver when we could go out on boats. Nowadays, it's too dangerous. Because of the whales? No, the ice. Oh. Breaks the boats to bits. Oh. 
Well, um, wish we could help, but we're in a bit of a time-sensitive matter. Uh, are you just gathering around that bell, or is it like a thing? Oh, what's well, with the bell? We heard a rumor that if you ring the bell, it'll summon a whale to you. And we were. Did you ring it? Yes, once or twice now. Is Do it, it again. Working? Uh, you see a, a guy like you know approach it like cautiously and then just like ding a ding a ding and they all go like Ugh! and there's no response. <sighs> he just kind of starts scratching his head and he's all like, eh, "It's a tough nut to crack, but I'm sure we'll get it." Hart is baffled that people would just want to bring whales here. <laughs> well, um. I mean, if Lydia examines the bell, can she see anything like arcane about it? Is there any sort of like magic emanating from it? Um, well, you give me an arcana check. Coming right up. I'm real good at those. 19. 19. Uh, there does not seem to be anything particularly special about this bell. It seems pretty mundane. Uh, according to your eye. Yep. It's just a big old bell. Out on the ice. Well, um, I mean, it's familiar to you. You guys have come across a bell I did before. Ring the that, bell. <laughs> that summoned a, a, a whale. Yeah, it, it worked before. Yeah, cool. Well, right, I rang it once, and it did uh, ring a uh, It did uh, bring a whale to us. That was, uh, I just worry uh, about our good friend Hart here if we bring a whale right at this moment while we're still here. I can step aside and be towards the back. There's a, a whistle from back up the uh, cliffside. Oh, I think that's us. I'm sorry. We got to go. Uh, but good luck with the bell and the whale. See you later. Or never. Corey. We'll get that whale, I promise. Corey, why don't you try and ring the bell just once? Because you're big and strong and then we'll go. Fucking smack the bell. Takes smack a few steps bell. forward. Bang! Clang, 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 clang. Turns around, walks away. Yeah. Still no, still no response. Like they're all like there. There's a bunch of like oohs and ahs from the crowd around you, uh, and it. everybody like you know stiffens up a little bit. Like oh, maybe this time, but oh, well. no. Maybe this time. Yep. You just kind of leave them scratching their heads. Uh, you pick your way back up the uh, cliffside. Um, yeah, as you uh, approach the hut, um, you can see that the door has been opened um, and Valin is just kind of standing outside of it. Uh, and she says, no luck inside the hut, but I'll head in one direction with my kobolds and you head in the other. Let's just do a quick sweep to make sure that she isn't here. And if we don't find her, then we can try this tin jong. Is she but that's closer whale? to the glacier than I'd like to get. Yeah. Is she I the think whale? She definitely invited me to try. Um, is whales are everywhere in the ocean. Well, druids can turn into animals and stuff. It's like ringing the bell, like how you let her know that you're at your house, at her house. I mean, we've the bell a couple times. Valen sort of, like, scratches her chin. She's like, 
It's an interesting theory. Is it possible that your uh, not great colleague kind of asked her for help? Or potentially even killed her so that we couldn't follow? Those are all possibilities, but I haven't seen any evidence of that thus far. Yep, well, yep, true. Hmm. But let's look around, and if not, we'll try Tamlin? Tinjong. Tinjong. I know someone was named Tamlin. Oh, and that's got to be in a different game. That wasn't from here. I have too many games. I think that's time to <laughs> Was it tires? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Ting Yong. There we go. Okay. What was the name of Arjan's friend from Hunting Days? I'm pretty sure that one started with a T. It might not have been Tamlin. I'm oh, getting Tamlin distracted. Is from, no, Tamlin is from um, Tuesday's game. Yes. Yes, you're correct. The Warforge, yeah. Yes, of course. Yep. Sorry. Shout out, Kaz. We got there. <laughs> we got there eventually. That's the important part. Exactly. All right. Um, you split up, gang. Uh, she goes in one direction with her uh, kobolds. Uh, you see her actually command them to like spread out in like a search uh, party formation. Uh, and they cover more ground. Uh, and she sends you guys off in a different direction. Uh, what is your strategy for uh, searching for Anga the Druid? I have no idea. My my idea was to have Lydia send a message to Arver Big and work it out. <laughs> Tell her, hey, we're going to be there soon. Uh, we're giving up on this immediately. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I'm in an expanse of moving eyes. I've never seen this person. They could be a whale. They could be a bear. I don't know. I'm tired, okay? We've done a lot in the last few days. And I wanted to rest, but no. Now we have to go <laughs> save the world again. I feel Bless. like as Corey's like walking around tutting about this whole situation, Lydia's just a few steps behind going there, there. But like every time Lydia like reaches up to go there, there, she almost like accidentally smacks their butt and so she like adjusts her hand to go like hip side <laughs> well, yeah, if you just wanted right to there. grab my ass you could have just said so i would love to listen let's finish work first okay <laughs> heart what is your strategy for looking for anga the druid uh heart's strategy for looking for anga the druid is that he is going to see if there are um if he can pick up on any of the like written in druidic notes that might have been left like if there's a like out to lunch be back <laughs> in 30 anger uh, like close for the winter yeah right. like if there's like any sort of like druidic specific um like markings that she would have left or like uh things that she would have done that are only detectable by f the forest folk, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, give me... You can give me a perception check. Aha. I would like Kawori and Lydia to give me investigation checks. Um, uh, I was going to say as well that Lydia's contribution is because of her um, 
telepathic abilities. She can sense any creatures with an intelligence of three or higher within 30 feet. So as she's walking around comforting Kawori, who is actively looking, she's kind of like listening, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes, no, she's I using- I used to be able to do that. She's scanning for brainwaves, essentially. They're there, Corey. They're there. Uh, my investigation is not great, so that is a total of eight. Okay. Fifteen. I'm complaining video. too much. Okay. Okay, so I rolled a five, but I add six for my perception, which took it to an 11. I rolled uh, an additional 1d4 for a guidance, uh, oh. which made it a 12. But then uh, for <laughs> my cosmic omen... Uh, I got to roll a D D six and add that. Uh, so it turned out to be a seventeen. So you're just gonna nickel and dime your way to victory there. I want to know. <laughs> I seek knowledge. At that point, right. I had already added too many things, so why turn back? All right. Um. You find, uh, well, the door itself is covered in ice uh, and dormant barnacles. Uh, it seems that it has been uh, close to the water before. Um, and this place looks fairly old. Uh, kind of going inside, uh, it, looking around, <sighs> there is ice kind of covering every object inside of the cavern. Um, and if anybody has been here in recent years you would say um they have not touched anything um looking around there's no sign of life however on the bed you find a sprig of holly and there is a, I want to say it's a, a druidic thing, that you leave a sprig of holly uh, on the bed of the deceased to show them that they no longer belong here, that this is not where they should rest, and that they should move on. It seems that Anga is dead. Oh dear. Yeah, Hart will mm. uh he will definitely relay uh the information to his party. Oh. Um I'm gonna you know what? Um uh, let's tell Valen and I can actually use up my spell and send sending. With oh. my spell book. Ooh. Oh, but nice. if you're using, I only have one, but if you're but, uh, uh, I, I I worry about using spellbook spells because you only get to use the once. I only have I only have two more levels left. I gotta use these. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever you want. Um No, she's just gonna look it. at Lydia. Can you tell uh no problem. And Lydia no will. <laughs> What's her name? Velen. Tinjong. Velen. Yeah. Oh, Tinjong. Are, are you going to yeah. message Tinjong or are you going to message Velen Harpel? Veer big. 
to the, our, the, our beer big. The, okay, our verbeek friend. Our verbeek, verbeek friend. They're big. Uh, okay. Yes. So Lydia will take a few moments, and I have to confirm how many words that I get. Twenty-five. Yes. Um. So I'm just going to cast sending. Uh oh. Remind me to long rest after this, uh, and then do it. Um, hi, uh, it's Lydia. Kawari and Hart are here too. We need some help in the sea of moving ice. Put the kettle on, please. Bye. All right. They can reply if they want to. Mm -hmm. Lydia, good to hear from you. <laughs> I will get the tea going. See you soon. Okay, we're good to go. <laughs> and as oh. you say that, um, a snowy owl comes flying down to you. Lydia, uh, and sort of like flaps at you, like like aggressively trying to get your attention. Oh no, it's the frogs. I, 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 is it wanting me to follow? Yeah, uh, this is, you recognize this as Valin's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah Valin's familiar. Um, <laughs> it, it's like very stoic normally, uh, and this is more panicked than you've seen it before. Um, it sort of hovers in the air before you, Lydia, and mm -hmm. it goes and lands on Kawari's shoulder, um, and kind of, like, is squeezing its talons urgently into your shoulder. Okay, okay, we're going. That way, that way. Um, it's got its, uh, wing, its wingies out, and it can use it to, like, point. Mm -hmm. Um, and it points with one wing actually towards the coastline. Ah, shit. Uh, and it occurs to you that you can hear that bell ringing pretty aggressively now. Mm -hmm. uh, and you wander over, like, to peek over the rocks. Uh, and you can see that that group has, like, kind of, like, gotten a little bit closer around where the bell is. Um, and there is a figure sort of dangling from that stony arch uh, over the ice. Um, and it's sort of small and sort of wiggling. And as you squint in that direction, you can see that it is one of the kobolds actually tied and dangling um, above the ice. Uh, and you can see uh, one of the whalers down there, and he's all like, there we go, that's what we needed, some bait for the hook! Oh no, Corey's running big lady steps. <laughs> yep, just speed walking down the hill, uh, and you see the uh, kobold uh, kind of wiggling a little bit, and it like turns and looks at you, kind of not necessarily aware of what danger it may be in. Uh, and it goes, hi, I'm bait! Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Okay, okay, everyone. Okay, let the kobold go. They are our friend. Oh, this is your kobold? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see now. This is all just a big misunderstanding. Uh, and then you hear the rasp of weapons leaving their sheaths, and they're like, I don't think you necessarily understand the situation here. 
I don't think you understand the situation. She takes out her sword and, sh- and shield. And as you say that, there is a crack under the ice. Uh, and you look down, and there is an enormous figure beginning to breach. Time to roll initiative! I hate I these men. I would <laughs> gladly roll at my initiative at disadvantage because oh. of a whale if you think that that is something Hart should do. I, I mean, that one. I'm not going to stop you. Disadvantage it is. <laughs> That's a 10. I will say this 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 group is very it's good for the plot. It's good. <laughs> Roll it. Disadvantage it's good for the plot. Uh what was your total, Lydia? 2. Okay. Uh Kawari? 15. Nice. All right, let's sort this out. Oh, we have fun here. Me too. Have fun. How are you guys enjoying your downtime episode? Downtime! Downtime! Down under the sea. All right. So, um, all of these uh, jolly whalers uh, quickly drop the act uh, and begin to brandish sharp-looking knives and uh, heavy-looking clubs. A few of them uh, yank uh, javelins out of the uh, ice, and it turns out that they are uh, enormous whaling harpoons. Um, and they all start going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, your mom, bitch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good old-fashioned uh, pirate brawl, uh, as two of them are going to rush forward and try and uh, get Kawari. Um, do I have, oh, you know what, I need to open the dang old, uh, stat block. All right, here we go. Um, 13, 22, 11, and 16 are on my The 22 hits me. 22 hits, that's it? That's it. Amazing. All right, that's going to be five bludgeoning damage, uh, as one rushes up and gets you good in the shin with his mace. Uh, and she, with that, it's, it's your turn, Kawori. She looks to him and says, I've had kids hit me harder than that. <laughs> and she's going to uh, uh, use her now seven-level ability called War Magic, where she can cast a cantrip as an action and hit as a bonus action with her sword. So she's gonna... Uh, while she, uh, she has, I think, let me double check something. I think I took, I did take Warcaster, so I, so I can do it with my shield and uh, sword on hand. Mm-hmm. So um, she's going to, with the hand that has the sword, to throw a firebolt at one of them. Uh, what number is 15? 15's definitely gonna hit. Uh, d10. Five. 11 points of fire damage. That takes him out. And then she's going to turn at another one and hit them with their sword, with her sword. As a bonus action. 
that's uh, 21. Yeah, that'll hit. I didn't come to play, motherfucker. <laughs> Not playing around. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't have another D8, so I had to use my really tiny D8. <laughs> Sismet. Just, just makes me laugh. Uh, that's um. What is that number? A five. Uh, that is eight points of slashing damage. It's gonna get the other guy too. Yeah, she's gonna look so at the just... main guy. I don't think you understand your situation. She got salty Sam and Bill Drat Bill. At her boys. <laughs> Uh, heart, it's your the turn. Fire, don't need the whalers. Oh. <laughs> ah! I love them. Oh. Uh, heart is uh going to shout Burning Star, and he's going to do uh Archer form. Uh, and as part of that, he's going to shoot a cosmic arrow. Uh, towards this guy for a nat one, so that's not gonna hit. Um, ba -ba. just want to check. Yep. Okay. So then, as an action, um, he's gonna thorn whip somebody. But he's gonna like pull a whaler into the open water. Like if they're looking for bait, might I as well. It. Amazing. Uh, and that is a fourteen to hit. That's gonna do it. Okay, cool. So that is going to be for seven points of damage, um, and then. Thorn whip. Yeah, and then they are pulled 10 feet closer. Okay. Um, I want to say that they were like smashing open um, how do you call uh, <laughs> they're smashing open fishing holes uh, just kind of all over the place here. Uh, you could position yourself into a place where you could like grab one guy and like slide him directly into the water. Yeah. Totally. Uh, did you say that does any, what, what, any damage? Uh, seven points of damage, and they are pulled ten feet. Ah, yeah, that'll, that'll get him. He just goes right into the drink. Seagull kill! Ah! I'm gonna run out of names here, I'm making these up on the spot. There's Seagull Gill and Bilgewater Bill. There's Bilgerat Bill. Bilgerat Bill. Seagull Gill and Salty Sam. They're like, Salting Sam, yeah. Yep. Uh, three thugs coming at you. So, what? did you really? Are you really saying that this? Oh, th there's a pun coming. I can tell. No, 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 no. There's, <laughs> there's a, a gun. No, there's a whaler that's name sort of somewhat resembles Jensen, and one named Sam. <laughs> Wings, okay, you need Levi to and I down. are going to have a field day with this. <laughs> we already have been in the chat. <laughs> Listen. Listen, are you listening? I'm listening. Here comes three thugs. <laughs> I don't remember this Christmas carol at all. <laughs> I'm so okay. sorry, please continue. 
Two for Heart, one for Lydia. Here we go. Bring it on, baby. Uh, an 11 doesn't hit you, Heart, but maybe a 23? <laughs> no, that's too high. Okay, cool. Um, the, so two of these attacks for 23s. Uh, one of them is going to get you for eight bludgeoning damage, and the other one's going to get you for four bludgeoning damage. So 12 total. Gotcha. Uh, and then here comes some attacks for Lydia. First attack is going to be a 23. Holy shit. We really like yeah, that number. And then the second attack is going to be an 11. So it does not hit. Your damage will be five bludgeoning. Ow. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, and then Jenden uh, is going to run up and say, We got him on the ropes, boys! Uh, and he's going to go after Kawori. Uh, nine's not going to hit you, and 11 probably isn't going to hit you either. Whiff, I'm sorry, you got the wolf on the ropes. <laughs> where, where are these ropes? A kobold! Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Uh, so Lydia sees, uh, I just, I keep thinking that his name is Jensen, and I know that it's not, I apologize, but, um, she takes a moment, and she's got her hand, the gun is, like, halfway out of the hand-warming muff, which is what it's called. It is called a muff. Um, but you see a moment where she sees the kobold still dangling from that rope, um, and her eyes go completely white, and her hair starts to float a little bit. Uh, as you see her cast Moon's Torment, uh, fourth level. So I'm going to need our wailing friend to make a wisdom saving throw. He'll do his best. A six probably doesn't make it. It certainly does not. Uh, he is now blinded. Ah. And... Uh, takes 17 points of radiant damage. Ow. Um, is he still standing? Yes. On their next turn, uh, they will take 1d8 of radiant damage. Uh, they can repeat their save at the end of their turn. Okay. But yes, Lydia's not happy about poor little bait hanging from the Okay. Uh, Lydia, that's you. Uh, one more thug is going to run up and make it your problem. Uh, a dirty 20 for you? That hits. Uh, that's going to be four. Ow! Alright. Uh, at the end of the round, um, the ice cracks. Uh, most people who are close to the... Um, the bell itself are tossed aside uh, and thrown prone. I'm going to say it's about half of the thugs. Um, and uh, a wall of gray flesh rises up out of the ice uh, and reaches for the wriggling kobold. Uh, and as it rises up out of the ice, it actually, like, <laughs> like noses up under the kobold uh, enough that, like... It, 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 it's 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 it comes out with like a lot of force, uh, but it slows down as it reaches the apex of its climb, uh, and it just sort of slowly noses the kobold up uh, and slides uh, the 
ropes uh, binding it off of the hook that it's hanging from. Uh, and then it begins to slide back down into the water. And at the last second, it just sort of flicks its head to the side and drops the kobold onto the ice and then submerges. Uh, and Jendin turns around and says, this is our chance! Come back, boys! Come back! <laughs> and uh, you could see them all trying to scramble to get up and uh, go and attack the whale. I, I, uh, I will say just as a polite reminder, uh, Jendin is blind. He's, he's I know! <laughs> I know the sound of a whale when I hear one! <laughs> I can feel it, laddies! It's here! It's here! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Hold on, just a quick. Also blind. There we go. All right, <laughs> Corey, you're at the top of the round. <laughs> and this whale fucking, is my friend now. Fucking bait is just like sliding slowly across the ice away from where the the whale flicked him off its nose. Um, can I nudge bait as a reaction? Yeah, I'm I'm up for that. I would do some kobold curling. <laughs> do, do him like hacky sack. Yeah. Off he goes. Zoom! Get on the same ground. I'll, I'll um, make that a free action. <laughs> okay. Um, oh god. I, got, I, I forgot I had some higher level spells now. Uh, but I'm not going to use it on these motherfuckers. Um... I'm gonna go good old cantrip uh, longsword again. Uh, how many are left? There are five left, including Jendon. Yeah. I'm gonna go for Jendon. Alright. Uh, it's like, ah, my eyes! 16. 16 will hit Jendon. <laughs> I'm gonna need two eye patches! Ah! <laughs> um, um, four and. Oh, uh, that's 14 points of fire damage. Ouch. And All right. hit him with a sword if he's not out. Lives yet. Um. What number is that? I don't know how to do math. What's 9 plus 6? 15. There you go. 15 hits? <laughs> uh, uh, 6. Points of slashing damage. Alright, that's enough to just inch him into death. He's like, the whale! Get the whale, lads! Ah! I'm gonna flick him into the water. Sploosh! <laughs> Whale, whale, whale. Look at the consequences <laughs> of your actions. <laughs> okay, now it's heart. Uh, I zoomed, apparently. Yeah, I, I got saw much that. closer. Was, I touched nothing. Little... <laughs> the, the webcam simply wished for this to happen. <laughs> it, it, it the webcam was like, moment. and now it's your turn. <laughs> it froze for a moment, but it, it froze on you making such like a genuine smile that I was Aww. just like, oh no, that's just, that's just indoor space. Yay! <laughs> um, so, bonus action, who's still standing? Uh, there are one, two, three, four remaining thugs. Cool. Uh, 
I'm gonna chalice one of them. I did that this time. I was in control of the Logitech camera. <laughs> uh, so I am going to. I'm the captain now. Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jensen's gone. They need new captain. Ah! Ah! Aldrith, Aldrith the D&D! Eight! Or is raiding with a party of eight. Thank you. Also, thank you for following Spear Waddle uh, we missed, uh, si Silverin. Thank you. Cryptic Glow, thank you for following. Y'all are great. I appreciate each of you. Oh, God. I'm gonna oh, thank you for following. For you. you and to Stu Twitch. We do a good bong. My water is very full. <laughs> Uh, hydration is important. Hydration is key. That means well, I mean, if it's full, hydrated. it means I haven't been drinking it. You were drinking oh. coffee, <laughs> and it's late at you night. You got it? You got it? Okay. Got it. Uh, hey. So I rolled a 21 to hit with archer <laughs> form, uh, and then I dealt a total of four damage. Bokai, uh, that takes another one out. Uh, one of them goes, Clownfish Carl! Clownfish Carl?! Do these people know what a clownfish is? Wings, your names of these whalers? I don't want to kill them, but they're trying to kill our cobalt buddy. And how many are left? There's three left then, I guess? Yeah, there's, there's the alliteration. All right, I am going to magic missile. One missile on each of them. There's so many hydrates. They, look, chat knows we thirsty. So we really need to uh, to hydrate up. I have a whole emote for it. There we go. All right. Um, and then uh, the first target takes five damage. Second target takes three damage. Third target takes five damage. All right. Well, you sure know how to end a combat. <laughs> no, hold on. I, hold, I I made names for all these guys. Give me a second. Give me a hot sec. The only um, one whose name we won't know is the last one. They go, tuh, 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 tuh. the uh, the magic missiles come blasting out of heart. Uh, he's he's in his burning star form. He's he's absolutely terrifying. It's like that. I, I make a lot of references. I've realized, but who cares? Uh, it's like that one scene in the first uh, Iron uh, Iron Man uh, when he does all of the tank missiles uh, yeah. with the with the automatic uh, whatever. Yeah, no, three magic missiles. Tuh like hit all three of them in rapid succession uh and two of them like start crawling towards each other uh and one goes fishhookville i've always had feelings for you we killed gay whalers we kill a gay whaler no or as we call them galers um <laughs> or as we like to call them semen <laughs> and then the other one says and I for you, Harpoon Harry. Oh, uh, speared my heart. <sighs> and then the last, and then the last one is the right before the magic missile uh, hits it. <laughs> goes, I'm Greg. It's Greg. Oh my God. Wings, you are a genius. <laughs> Although I'm still yeah. angry, you made me kill gay whalers. Gay <laughs> whalers, we're trying to kill our cobalt buddy who now thinks his name is Bait. So I see where the priorities are. You really baited us into that one, didn't you? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we're just having 
of a time here. Liz, I'm gonna cross that. I'm gonna cross that Canadian border. Hey, no, no, no need for things to get icy. I can't even knowingly take a drink of water. I can't. I choke. <laughs> There's no choke there. I would die. I'm sorry. I'll stop before everyone gets salty. Uh, there, there is a moment of silence uh, on the ice, uh, save for the sound of lapping water. Uh, <clears throat> and then there is a moment where uh, the ice begins to break again as the whale begins to surface once more. Um, and I want to say that, like, it will actually, like, surface in between, uh, all of you. Uh, and it's strong enough that it just, like, busts through this ice that's thick enough to, to, to hold your weight. Um, and it, it, as it comes up out of the water, uh, you can see that part of the reason that it's able to do so, uh, is because it has a structure attached to its back, uh, and just this, like, big, long narwhal horn, uh, that is attached uh, as a prow spear to a boat, which is just like on its head and strapped down uh, onto this whale. enormous it creature. It has a boat hat. <laughs> uh, and it pushes up out of the ice uh, and just sort of surfaces there. And you can see this enormous calf brown eye uh, sort of fix you with its gaze. Um, <clears throat> and it goes, who rung my bell? It's me. And I, I say that's where we should leave off. <laughs> Excellent. I'm startled. I'm terrified and excited for next week. Wings, thank you so much for running this game. Where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, everybody. I'm Wings, uh, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Danae Keener. Uh, and I've got a pinned tweet there that says all of the streaming things that I'm up to. So go check that out. Uh, DanaeKeener.com. Uh, I guess that's me. Hi, everyone. My name's Satan or Alyssa Vamp on the Twitters and the rest of the internet. Uh, you can find me here Sunday nights with these amazing people and this new all these new friends that just followed um as well as thursday night here playing monster new r with um indoor as well and wings um in the player seat you can also find me um sunday mornings over at nexus adventures uh sorry over at the hive goblin where i run nexus adventures for my friends in my homebrew world and hopefully everything given we i will be starting back a new season over at plot hunters this weekend um it'll be at 8 p.m est so if you like supporting uh all poc all lgbtqia plus channels come watch us and support us that's me bye oh hi everybody it's me liz mack your favorite gnome with a gun um, and you can find me here every sunday night uh playing our sweet bean cleric Lydia. Uh, aside from that, I'm lucky enough to be the community manager of an amazing little video game studio called Clever Plays. Our game Operation Tango is out now on PC and consoles. Um, I do have one of those fancy dancy link trees in the chat right there if you're interested in following me on social media. Um, and other than that, I'll, we'll see you guys next Sunday. And welcome new friends. 
And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, hey Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indooradventures. We use shows like this three times a week on Monday and Thursday at 5.30pm Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indooradventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, uh, including full playthroughs of a plethora of D&D campaigns. Uh, we are available, uh, again, at youtube.com slash indooradventures or anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. But speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if any of you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk that you would like to ask, feel free to join us on our Discord. You can find the link in the Twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below and we will do our best to respond in kind but with that i would like to say once again wait 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 wait, wait. also if you go to the uh patreon and go into nights in the courtyard i'm gonna make indoor cold read some really bad smut the last time we did it it was a it was a downright success it's rj <gasps> he's a guest me. dm hi rj you're not wings <laughs> no i'm the guest dm uh you all leveled 20 Yes! Hell yeah! Ah, DM said we could! Can we also go to McDonald's for dinner? No, we have food at home. Damn it! Oh, I man. hate you! You're not my real DM! You're not my real DM! <laughs> and with that, that is where we're going to head off for the evening, but I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by to join us. Thank you to Danae for running this game, and thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! RJ said we leveled to 20!